What's going on, y'all? <clears throat> Markeem, Nightmare Baller 1. Welcome to the Nightmare Effect. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, I, I plan on doing this sooner, but um, I don't know, man. Shit just been kind of crazy. I just hadn't really had a chance to either be, you know, sleep or just busy. But um, WrestleMania weekend was last week. And uh, a lot of crazy stuff happened that weekend. Uh, RVD and Sabu faced off against the Lucha Brothers, if you could believe it. Uh, the fiasco with the New Japan, I mean New Japan, the Dragon Gate guys not getting their visas thanks to uh, Donald Trump's evil regime. And people somehow still defend that man, even though Donald Trump is the reason why you guys didn't get to see Dragon Gate in the United States for the first time in... How long has been, what, seven years? Something like that? Seven, eight years? Something like that? Something like that. It's been a long time. It's been a while. At least five. Uh, you know, uh, fucking um, the G1 Supercard happened, which I'm going to go in depth on. Uh, NXT TakeOver, which I'm definitely going to go in depth on. And WrestleMania, which surprisingly I'm going to go in depth on. Um, I watched a ton of shows. I hadn't seen all the ones I wanted to see. I hadn't watched the Stardom show yet. Uh, I hadn't watched uh, the DDT show yet, which I'm going to watch both. Um, I hadn't seen the second WrestleCon Super Show. I mean, the WrestleCon show, the uh, USA versus the World. That was ruined by Donald Trump. I hadn't seen all that. Uh, I hadn't seen... Uh, what else hadn't I seen? Um, what else hadn't I seen? I hadn't seen... Uh, <laughs> I hadn't seen all the Janela shows. I want to watch those. Hadn't seen those yet. But, um, yeah, man, I'm just going to uh, mainly, like, review. Like, uh, oh, yeah, Evolve happened. I watched that. That was cool. Um, kind of peaked early, though. Uh, the WXW show pissed me off because it was a crowd full of people that didn't know anything about the product. And it just kind of bothered me that they were so dead, even though it's a WXW show. Uh, David Starr cut an amazing promo during that show about uh, it was about Walter, but it was also about the WWE, and it fucking it fucking worked. You know what I mean, David Starr is awesome. Like David Starr is probably the most underrated dude in the entire world. Like the thought process he puts into his angles, into his matches, is really like real meticulous and thought out. He's amazing on the mic. He's great in the ring. And uh, the only reason why he hasn't signed with anybody because he doesn't want to be tied down. And I feel him because, you know, he's an amazing talent, like real talk. He's really fucking talented. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, let's see, formal reviews. I'm going to review three shows because I'm not going to sit here and review every show I watch. Just know some of the standout matches of the weekend on some of the shows I'm not going to review. Uh, Will I Spray versus Bandito was phenomenal. Just phenomenal. Like, it was everything you would expect it to be. Both of those dudes are really talented. Will Ospreay really did not care about, you know, the fact that he had the biggest show of his life <laughs> in, like, a couple of days. But, you know, it's same thing with Bandito. Like, they both went out there, and they wanted to put on a phenomenal show, and that's what they did. Um, what else? What was some other standout matches of the weekend that I saw? Uh, Minoru Suzuki and Josh Barnett is fucking phenomenal. Like, legit a match of the year candidate. No bullshit. Like, Josh Barnett and Minoru Suzuki proceeded to beat on each other <laughs> and, and pull on each other 
for, you know, I'm not going to ruin the end, but it's a fucking phenomenal match. And that's a really good show, too. Bloodsport was a really good show. Um, let's see, what haven't I seen? I mean, what what else have I seen? I didn't even watch Mercury Rising yet. I hadn't seen it, so I, I got to watch it. Uh, I, I watched the first night of Champions Carnival, though. I watched that earlier today. Uh, Aoki and um, Miyahara put on an amazing match. Uh, Kento Miyahara is the wrestler of the year. If, it, if, if the year ended right now, he's the wrestler of the year. Him or Pac. I mean... Can, like Miyahara, every every big match he's had this year has been one of the best matches of the year. He's the biggest draw in that company. He's one of the biggest like pure draws in Japan that isn't in New Japan for wrestling. He's he he's the wrestler of the year in my opinion. I don't even I really don't even think it's that debatable to be real with you. But you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, let, let's let's start. Let's go in order of the things I'm going to review. I'm going to review NXT TakeOver, G1 Supercar, and believe it or not, WrestleMania. Because <laughs> I got a lot to say about all three. I actually watched WrestleMania. Um, I pretty much, I, I said like, yo, uh, I, I put on Twitter, I said, uh, yo, uh, point me in the direction of the shit I need to watch on this show because I'm not going to watch the whole show. And I still had, like, I didn't watch the pre-show, but... Uh, I was like, you know, point me in the right direction. People recommended an abundance of matches. It was like different matches all over the spectrum. So I was like, you know, let me watch the whole show. Why not? I'll give them my view. Whatever. Even though Vince McMahon doesn't know. Because I watched it illegally. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> he doesn't know. But, um, shut up, phone. Let me, let me cut down this fucking. Yeah, all right. But, uh, yeah, like, he don't know. But, anyway. Whew. Uh, getting into it, uh, NXT TakeOver, fucking phenomenal show, like, I don't know if it's the best, if it's not the best, it's the second best TakeOver of all time, uh, every fucking match on this card I thought was at the very least great, With the, well, ma minus the women's match, which is damn, clo damn close to great, like, you know, I just had my little qualms with it, but, man, like, it, it, wow, like, it, it, it really annoys me that I do this all the time, but it's true. I don't get how people watch that main roster and just like uh, consistently and not just like you see what these people can give you. You see what they're capable of. And I know TakeOver is a different animal. Like I know like their, their target audience is two different target audiences, but the 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 concept of NXT takeover right the con not even, not even takeover but the concept of NXT is like they have booking that doesn't treat you like you're an idiot you know what I mean like even if you don't even if you didn't feel the Johnny Gargano Tommaso Ciampa storyline right like it was logical like it went the progression of it the progression of it makes sense there was always a long term plan you know what I mean there was it was just it was it was simple pro wrestling booking. You know what I mean? It wasn't them, you know what I mean, just doing whatever the fuck they wanted and expecting you to just swallow it. You know what I mean? Like there was there there was there was a point A and a point B. How they got there is up to you, but there was definitely like a beginning and an end. You know what I mean? They definitely had an arc they wanted to go through. Now, you know, things happen, you know what I mean, and Ciampa, you know, couldn't wrestle, but like all of NXT's stories are built that way. Like there's there's something 
You know I mean? It leads to something else. And, like, it's great wrestling along the way. And guys don't seem like they, they're they force-fed what to do and what to say. Like, it, it, it's like, this, like, NXT is just how the modern WWE should look. Like, and I'm not even bullshitting. Like, if you watch the WWE, they legit look. They they legit look like a product out of its time. That's not hip. That doesn't understand what connects with the modern day pro wrestling fan. Yeah, you know I mean, like, I'm I'm not even bullshitting. Like, it's not me being a jerk. It's just facts. And NXT doesn't have that stigma on it. You know what I mean, it just doesn't because they they tend they tend to understand like what the modern day pro wrestling fan has evolved into. You know what I mean? They they get it. And for whatever reason, Vincent Man either doesn't get it or doesn't want to get it. It's 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 so odd to me. But yeah, NXT Takeover was amazing. Like it was fucking phenomenal. It was so many great matches on there, and a lot of important things happened. And I I, I fucking loved it. Every minute of Takeover, I was totally into. The opener of uh, NXT Takeover was uh the War Raiders versus uh. Ricochet and um, Alistair Black, whose name's finally grown on me. Uh, it was a great fucking opener. Uh, a lot of it was it was pretty much spot fest. Pretty much spot fest. They were doing cool things to one another. All of the drama was gone from that match though, because we knew Ricochet and uh, Black were leaving. Unfortunately, um, those you deserve it chance they got at the end was just evil because they don't deserve the bullshit that waste them. They just don't. They're both. Talented dudes seem to be nice guys. They don't deserve the bullshit of that main roster. But uh, a lot of innovative spots in this. Um, some of the uh, some of the uh, the the like uh, the ending stretch, like they were bumping all over the place. Uh, Ricochet legit looked like he got fucked up during the end of that. And uh, yeah, I really don't have much to say. It's just like an assortment of spots. Like I don't really have a whole lot to say about the match. You know what I mean? Other than it was well executed craziness. You know what I mean? It was it was it was it was bananas. And uh the war machine or war machine, which is used to be the name. The War Raiders, they just they they I hope they stay in NXT, man, for a while. Because like they're one of the best tag teams in the world and they, you know, have great matches like this all the time. So, you know, they they, they have a unique look. <clears throat> And they're really talented. I hope they stay in NXT for a while. And, you know, to Black and Ricochet, I mean, I hope they don't fuck you up, which I'm sure they will. But, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. You know, it was, it was a great match, though. Great fucking opener. Next, we had the NXT. Oh, yeah, I go about four on that. Like, if we go in star ratings. Uh, next, we had the NXT North American Championship, Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle. Um, this was the match I actually was looking forward to the least on this card because uh, Velveteen Dream is very hit or miss with me. Like, when he hits, though, he really hits. And when he doesn't, like, man, like his match with EC3, for example. And I was like, yo, they both kind of stink. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, that boy has a lot of potential. I think that's clear. He's a phenomenal athlete. His look is amazing. His presence is amazing. His gimmick is amazing. In like four or five years, he should be one of the biggest stars that Vince has ever had. I mean, like up there with like the Cena's and the Austin's and the Rocks of the world. Will he? Probably not. But 
He's legit. He legit has that package. You know what I mean? He has that look. He has the charisma. He has that sort of character that can legit take him to like that sort of level to transcend necessarily the world. You know what I'm saying? The world of pro wrestling. He has that sort of presence and like appeal. It won't happen, but but it's there. You know what I mean? All of that is there because he has the mic skills. He has the look. He has all. He has it all. It probably won't happen though, because you know that the, 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 you know you can't trust them when it comes to new stuff. You just can't. But uh, Matt Riddle is a dude I've been a fan of for years. I mean, and and even though I didn't want him to go to the WWE, I'm happy he's in NXT. You know what I'm saying? Just to give you know NXT a shot in the arm. And this match over delivered, like way beyond my expectations. Um, they really fed off each other really well, and they had like unexpectedly great chemistry. Yeah, I mean, like Matt Riddle's aggression along with uh, Velveteen Dream's savvy. You know I mean, it added a lot to this. Uh, Matt Riddle did the floating bro, like the, uh, the fucking uh, tumbleweed corkscrew that he don't really pull out that much. I was like, oh, okay, that's what's up. Like, it was cool. It was cool to see that. Um, they, uh, they, they, the in secret, the in stretch of this was so hot. Uh, I wasn't necessarily into Velveteen Dream hulking up. And doing like, you know, like the 80s references are cool, you know what I mean? All that stuff's cool, but it's funny, it's cool, it's cute and all that, but man, like, man, the Hulk Hogan shit this weekend. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, you know, but I love the finish. Um, Velveteen Dream rolls Riddle up real fast after uh, countering the, um, the uh, what's the name, the Bro Mission. You know what I mean? It, it, was, it was really, it was a great way to keep Matt Riddle looking strong in addition to making Velveteen Dream look, you know, super savvy and smarter than uh, Matt Riddle, which is, I think, was the best route to go. And uh, I really fucking dug this, man. Like, the end stretch was so hot. Like, that, the crowd all night pretty much was so fucking into everything. And, like, I love that they love this, you know what I mean? Because the more they got into it, the more I got into it. Because, like, I legit, this is one of the matches I legit, I didn't know who was going to win. And it was a lot of fun. And this is why I was looking forward to the least, you know what I mean? So, yeah, man. Fuck, fucking phenomenal, phenomenal match. Like, real talk. I, I, I went four and a quarter with this, man. I, I really dug it. It was 17 minutes. It was tight. And it was a whole lot of fun. The next we had... The match I think everybody was looking forward to more than any other match on the card. I think like most people, most like most people that are like super into shit not in the WWE that have been following the independence and all this shit. Like we, Pete Dunn versus Walter is like a match that's legit been protected. Like I say this all the time, but it's true. Like I don't re I don't recall them ever like having a singles match against each other. I'm probably wrong, but, like, I don't ever recall them touching anywhere in the world. Like, it's almost like when Progress did uh, uh, Pete Dunne versus Ilya Dragunov. It was a big fucking deal because Ilya Dragunov is the biggest star in Germany. Like, hands down. Biggest star in Germany. Uh, now he's signed with the WWE, so I guess not. But he's the biggest star there. Pete Dunne is arguably the biggest star in the United Kingdom. And they've they never touched before. So, like, them just, like facing off it was like yo this is about to happen you know what i mean <laughs> so like you know it was in the same thing with walter like him and pete dunn facing off it was like like yo, i just got goosebumps man like when 
when those during those during like you know what I'm saying like Walter's interest the whole crowd and I was wondering I was worried because I was like has has enough of this crowd seen Walter we all know they've seen Pete Dunne Pete Dunne's been in that company for a while the NXT fans have taken to Pete Dunne we all know because like the NXT fans aren't necessarily you know what I'm saying like the independent pro wrestling fan they aren't you know what I mean most of them are but not necessarily the case but uh I was like, okay, would these people be familiar with Walter? His music hits, whole crowd goes, da, 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 da. I was like, okay, we good. <laughs> they know who he is, you know what I mean? But, uh, and then Pete Dunne comes out, massive pop, and they do the fucking introductions. And, like, I was so just, like, I legit had chills. Because, like, in modern-day pro wrestling, man, like, not many matches are fucking protected. And this one had been super protected for years and years. Did it live up to my expectations? Not quite. <laughs> Not quite. I expected this to be one of the best matches in WWE history. I really did. I'm a huge Pete Dunne fan. Probably a bigger fan of Pete Dunne than most people on the planet. You know I mean, I love Walter. They had protected this match. Like I said, I expected like high, like high fucking five-star potential. Didn't quite reach that, but god damn it, was this a great match. I thought it was genius to tell the story of Pete Dunne having no choice but do, but to do his small joint manipulation because he had no other chance against Walter but that. So like every time, every time he did anything, he grabbed Walter's wrist. He grabbed one of his fingers. You know what I mean? Because he had to. He had to like the finger breaking that I know some people don't like that I you know I I genuinely dig. He had to because Walter was so fucking big. His best thing was to ruin his uh. His grip, you know what I mean? So he could, you know what I'm saying, be slippery, be, you know, be, you know, be savvy. And he just, you know, grab a hand, break a finger, you know what I mean? Every time Walter did anything, he went right back to the hand. I was super into that, especially the end. It got so dramatic because every time Walter did something, Pete Dunn went right to the hand. Then when he hit the bitter end, I thought it was over. I was like, oh, shit, he's going to retain, you know what I mean? Because like, everybody thought Walter was going to win. And when he hit the bitter end, I was like, bro, that's it. <laughs> uh I thought this was phenomenal. This this legit kicked ass. You know what I mean? It it didn't quite reach the level that I thought it would, but my God, I went four and a half on it. Uh, Walter's your new champion. A great decision. I think it's the right move. You build Walter up to be unbeatable. I the only drawback with this is I'm pretty sure that means Pete Dunne's gonna be on the main roster soon. Uh, <laughs> but but other than that, man, like you know. I, I don't have no complaints at all, man. This match is right up my alley. It's, you know, what I love from both dudes. And I fucking loved it. It just didn't quite reach, you know, the five-star level that I already put it at before it happened. <laughs> but, man, I fucking, I fucking, I loved it, man. I adored it. The next we had the, uh, the, uh, women's four-way, man. Um, Bianca Belair, who I really, really love. Io Shirai, who is one of the best females on the planet. Kyrie Sane, who is one of the best females on the planet. And um, <clears throat> Shayna Baszler, who's probably my favorite female worker on the planet. She's uh, everything y'all claim Ronda Rousey is. She's actually that. But uh, <laughs> like, she's, like she's actually that. You know, she's as good as y'all say Ronda is. That's how good she actually is. But uh, I really like this. Like I like this story of, you know... Kyrie and, you know, EO, like, you know, hey, eventually we're going to have to fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I like that. Uh, and um, I loved how, I loved the finish. I loved it. Shayna Baszler, 
being as savvy as she is, not cowardly, she let them kind of kill each other. And then she came in, hit that Kirifuna clutch, you know what I mean? And like, yo, like when she, like, she has the best facials in all of her wrestling. When I say facials, I'm, I'm talking about her expressions. Like, she legit, like, looks vicious. Like, like, like she's legit trying to, like, she, like, she legit was trying to kill Bianca Belair. You know what I mean? Like, her eyes was all bug shot. It was fucking like drool coming out of her. <laughs> it was like, bro, I love that chick, man. Like, she, she's fucking awesome, man. Like, real talk, she's fucking awesome. I went three and three quarters. I thought this was the worst match of the night. <clears throat> Not saying it was bad at all. Um, I just thought that, you know, I don't know. It was just something about it that just lacked something. You know what I mean? And I thought the crowd was like kind of hit or miss for it. And, you know, all in all, it was just, you know, I don't know. Like, it was just something about it. It was just a bit off. But they, they were hot by the end stretch. And, you know, they were super into the finish. So that's what happens, you know, when you got four, pe four people that people want to see. And, you know, you got different angles going on and, you know, different things you can build off of. And Bianca Belair is going to carry NXT in the near future. I 100% I believe that. Bianca Belair will be who dethrones Shayna Baszler. Uh, they, they're doing, um, if y'all don't know NXT spoilers or whatever, they're already kind of writing off one person off NXT. So, you know, it, 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 I, I, this is going to be Bianca Belair. That's what's going to be here for this title. It's going to be a big moment. You know what I mean? I just, like, and Bianca Belair, like, in this match, she was great. Like, she just she just needs more experience, but that girl has like potential. It's just all there. It's all in one spot. Like it's it's right there. You know what I mean? Like every time I see her, she gets better. And then I think in like two years, bro, we're gonna be talking about her as one of the best chicks in the world. That's how talented she is. She's gonna be like how talented Ember Moon, who remember her, actually is, you know what I mean? So she's gonna be like that good. That girl is really talented. And you know, personality is there, man. Like, you follow her on social media. Uh, if you see her promos, like, the personality is there. You know what I mean? She legit seems like one of those stuck-up chicks I went to high school with. You know what I mean? <laughs> She's awesome, man. I, I really like I really like her. I liked all these chicks. Liked the match. Just was the worst match of the night. Then next we got the polarizing, the no-doubt dramatic, the definitely... Uh, culture shifting and to me the match of the weekend possibly my match I think it might be my match of the year I think you know you know it probably is my match of the year it it probably is my match of the year Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole two out of three falls for the NXT championship I'm gonna I'm a be a hundred percent truthful with y'all I'm not an Adam Cole fan I, I he's okay. I've always thought he was okay. He his performances to me always come off as kind of a product of who he's in the ring with, not necessarily him. And I just I've never been that into the guy. I respect him as a performer. Uh, I think he's obviously talented, but I've never been all that into Adam Cole. He was phenomenal in this match. Like as the character, as like everything he did in this match, he was phenomenal. He was, he was, fuck, he played his role fucking perfectly. John, because Johnny Gargano went from being the guy that the, the crowd did not want to see win this fucking match. Like, they were 100% behind Cole. I was behind Gargano because, you know, I love Johnny. But uh, they were 100% behind Cole. And then by the end of it, all of that flipped. You know what I mean? 
Everybody hated everybody hated Adam Cole, and they were 100% behind Johnny because they told a beautiful story in the ring. I know the main complaint everybody had about this match is actually not my complaint about it. The main complaint everybody had about this match were the kickouts at the end. I'm going to get to those. My main complaint about this match was the stipulation. This did not need to be two out of three falls. The thing is, I know I know they did it to stack the get deck against Johnny to make it seem like you know he might still fail because he had to beat Adam Cole two times in a row. I understand that. I get the story. I'm not saying that you know. <clears throat> I'm not saying that it was, but like there were like the match dragged. Like you know what I mean? Like if if this wasn't 38 minutes for the sake of being 38 minutes, I mean you shave eight minutes off this because you cut out that stupid stipulation. Like this might be the best match of all time. Like. You basically, you keep the third fall the same. Like, that third fall, I don't care about, you know, what people say about those kickouts and things like that. I have never, in my life of watching the WWE, maybe with the exception of uh, maybe a Steve Austin run-in, like him, like, you know, giving people the stunner or whatever, whatever. Maybe with the exception of that, I've never seen a WWE crowd that high for anything, ever. Like... It, it it legit gave me goosebumps. They they were they were so into that last fall, and so was I. Like, and people talked about how uh, how Johnny kicked out of the last shot a bunch of times. He only kicked out of it once. Like, yeah, you know, Cole threw some knees. You know what I mean? But like, the last shot is the exposed knee. He threw it once. Johnny kicked out of it once. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, man. I think I think people are being a little too excessive with their criticism of the, you know, the near falls and shit like that. Now, I get the argument that maybe Johnny taking out all of the undisputed air and making them look weak. I get that argument. I didn't, I didn't get that at all. I didn't feel like that at all, though. He did it quickly. Like, he was slippery. He took them out quick so he can get back to Adam Cole. Like, they had to stack the deck against Johnny because we had to buy into the fact that he may actually fail again. You know what I mean? And he didn't. And it was beautiful, man. Like, the crowd erupted when, when Cole tapped. Like, the, the, the match was so phenomenal, bro. Like, that last fall is like, that's how, pro, that's how pro wrestling should look. Pro wrestling should make you feel the way those fans felt in that arena. You know what I mean? Like, here's the thing. Like, there were a lot of times where the WWE was simply not for me. Even, during, like, let's say during the Attitude Era, right? They did a lot of shit during that time period that was simply not for me. That's why I got into other shit. It was just not for me. But you'll never hear me, at, at least at the time, maybe now, because I think people, you know, the, some of the things they criticized them for, now they didn't criticize them for an the attitude there, and that bothers me. But I'm just saying, like, you at the time, you would have never heard me say anything negative about that time period because clearly that shit was working. I mean, the only thing I feel I feel is a little overrated. But other than that, clearly that shit was working for that audience. You know what I mean? Like you can do wrestling can look however fuck you want. I'm not the biggest DDT fan, but clearly that shit works for that audience. You know what I mean? This, this is about as perfect as catering to your audience as you can get. They did everything right with that main event. I fucking love that match. You know what I mean? It that like it to me. It could have, instead of just being a classic WWE match, which is what I thought it was, it could have been the best match in the history of that company had it just cut out the two out of three fall stipulation. That's just how I feel. 
That's how strongly I felt by the end of that. That last fall, I, I, I'm, I'm not, yo, even if you don't watch the whole match, it, that last fall is what you show a pro wrestling fan. Like, somebody is not a pro wrestling fan. And if they ever ask you, why are you into pro wrestling? Why do you like pro wrestling? You know what I mean? Just show them that last fall and just be like, because it makes people feel like this. You know what I mean? It was, it was, it was so great. It was so great, and that's why I get so mad at that company because they they can do this all the time, and they and they literally showed it at WrestleMania, and I'm gonna get to that that they can do stuff like this all the time. You know what I mean? Now there's no match on WrestleMania that's nearly as good as that one <laughs> as as Gargano and Cole because Johnny Gargano is one of the you know the, you know one of those guys right now. Like he's one of those dudes. He's one of those. You know what I mean? Now, the WWE has only one of those. You know what I mean? Like, New Japan has, like, some of those, and other places have some of those. The WWE has one of those. You know what I mean? Johnny Gargano is something else. You know what I mean? But, like, it, like I'm telling you, man. Like, that, that made me feel something. And I cannot stress enough, man. Like, that is the match you show people. They ask you, why do you like pro wrestling? That's, that's one of them. That's one of the matches, man. I, I really fucking believe that so strongly. That match was phenomenal. Like I'm, I'm, like I'm, I'm so serious. Like I, I still can't fully get over, like you know, the show that they put on. You know, what I mean, now that I really think about it, it's clearly my match of the year. Now I really think about it, 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 it it's fucking phenomenal, man. I, I love that match, even with all the kickouts. Like, I get the argument of everyone that hates it. I, I totally get it, but I loved it. You know, what I mean, I, that final fall, man. Takeover, man. What what more can I say? Either the best or second best takeover of all time. One of the best WWE shows of all time. Uh, one of the, like one of the best modern shows of all time. It, it was a special night, special fucking night with a magical main event and the Tommaso Ciampa thing. Him breaking, you know, character and coming out there and congratulating, congratulating Johnny. I thought it was fitting, like you know, because we all know that now, you know, he has real like real life shit waiting on him. You know what I mean? And it, you know, it made the moment even better. I thought it was great. Next. Oh, next. All right. I want to talk about G1 Supercard. I did not see the pre-show. So I did not see the Honor Rumble. I didn't see the women's six-man tag. I heard they were both fun. I heard they were both great. But I didn't see any of that. We're going to get right into the main show. I love the hype package at the beginning. Uh, with them talking about what Madison Square Garden meant to them, and with Ibushi talking about it, and Naito talking about it, and you know just uh, the Briscoes and you know everybody else that was up there, Matt Taven, even Matt Taven, it was cool. It really put over the building. It really put over how big the show was. It was surreal as fuck to me to see you know somebody not the WWE run that building. That, that it was just insane to me. You know what I mean? It was something I don't think I ever get over. Um, Ring of Honor dropped the ball about as hard as you can drop the ball in the biggest night in the history of your company. This was your chance to show the world why people should check out Ring of Honor. What if they haven't if they have never watched it, what have you been missing? Because this was a big show. Like, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of people that hadn't never watched New Japan or Ring of Honor that tuned in just for the uh, you know, the buzz of somebody not the WWE selling out that building. 
I think New Japan did a good job getting their stuff over, themselves over, you know what I mean? What you can expect. You want to watch New Japan is what you can expect. Ring of Honor did a horrible job. I don't know who thought any of this stuff that they did was, was smart. I don't know, like, you know, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get, how can one company make so many bad decisions in the span of four and a half hours? I, I, I don't get it. Anyway. One great thing from both companies is Jeff Cobb versus Will Ospreay. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought that uh, Will Ospreay was definitely the performer this weekend. He, he pretty much wrestled hard everywhere he went. Even for Rev Pro getting his nose broken by Minoru Suzuki in a match that he really had to go that hard in uh, against Bandito fucking flying around, bumping everywhere, putting his body on the line, knowing he had this match coming. And, you know, Will Ospreay, one of the best in the world. Jeff Cobb, since coming to Ring of Honor, has looked like one of the best in the world. Like, Jeff Cobb, to me, at, at points, like, since coming to Ring of Honor, has legit looked like the guy. It was the best guy in the world. A lot of innovative stuff in this. I love the setup to the ice cutter towards the finish, where he went for the ice cutter. Jeff Cobb catches him, then throws him to the turnbuckle, and then he hits the ice cutter. That was so fucking creative, man. Um, you know, a lot of hard-hitting stuff in this. Uh, it wasn't typical go through the motions Will Ospreay, which sometimes he does fall victim of. They were doing a lot of innovative things, you know what I mean? And, like, I, I was really into it. The the result kind of shocked me. Like, I guess because maybe Will don't want to work Ring of Honor, you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe he don't. Maybe he don't want to consistently work Ring of Honor. So it just kind of shocked me that, they, you know, they gave both belts to Jeff Cobb. You know, I guess this means, you know, we're going to see more Jeff Cobb in New Japan. And I'm all right with that. You know what I mean? I'm going to put him in the G1. Jeff Cobb in the G1, man. I definitely want that. Man, it's Jeff Cobb versus Okada in the G1. Jeff Cobb versus Naito. Jeff Cobb versus Ibushi. Yeah, Jeff, you know what I mean? The rematch. Jeff Cobb versus Will. You know what I mean? It's all coming. You know what I'm saying? It's all coming. It's, it's, it's great. It's fucking great. All right, next. We had uh, Roosh versus Dalton Castle. Um, I before, before this show, I thought that this match could go one of two ways. When they announced it, I was like, all right, either uh, Dalton Castle comes out there and he turns heel. Yeah, you know I mean, he just, uh, he, and he kind of did that per se, you know, a little bit. But, uh, you know, he's kind of lost his mind. And I think, you know, that's a, that was a good job. Ring of Honor did a good job of setting that up. If you were super in his entrance and things like that, maybe you can see the next chapter of his story because of how this match went now. Or uh, you could have Dalton Castle get a shock pin. I mean, that's what I thought before, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying, the show. And uh, Roos squashed him, beat him quick with, uh, the, what's the name, those fucking uh, shotgun drop kicks he got. What do you call them? Shit, I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, you know, he, uh, he beat him quick with them shits. But, um, yeah, it was it was cool. And Roos came out looking like a beast, came out looking like a star. Uh, yeah, I, I, I ain't really got much to say about it other than, Wow, like, you know, <laughs> that's like some Ring of Honor doing a good job putting somebody over and legit shocking everyone. I don't think anybody expected it to be that fucking quick. But, you know, it was a logical thing to do. Smart. All right, then next we had a match that made me sad, man. Mayu Iwatani versus Kelly Klein. Uh, Kelly Klein sucks, man. Kelly, Kelly Klein really sucks. Like, she's... 
she's really not good at pro wrestling. She's not like, like not at all. She's pretty terrible. Like that poison Rana she she kind of took was awful. Uh, her timing in this was just slow, and like Mayu was doing everything she could to try and make this girl look good. I mean, I know my boys from Voices of Wrestling. They have the Just a Guy in award. Like you know, this is the award they give uh, <laughs> on the NXT UK book uh, uh, tapings or whatever. The Jag Award, the Just a Guy. Now the real Jag is Kelly Klein because she's just a girl. Like she is nothing special about her at all, not even a little bit. And Mayu did everything she can to make this match decent. You know what I mean, she really carried her to a decent fucking match. And Kelly Klein won, which you know. I guess that's the right decision, because um, you know my you know my use not sticking around, so I guess that you know that's the right decision. Uh, then, I, how can I even explain the angle? Old girl that was on commentary who who doesn't matter. I don't fucking remember her name. I never do. Who cares? Uh, she joined Madison Rain and Velvet Sky. Yes, Madison Rain and the beautiful people. In the ring, and they have a new stable called the Allure. Um, is it 2009? Is it like, like, did I miss something, man? Like, are they just rehashing like TNA shit? Like, it's because that worked so well for TNA. Like, don't get me wrong, the beautiful people garnered legit heat in TNA because they were divas in a division full of women that were tearing the house down. You know what I mean? Like, they were. They, they, they stood out because they were divas surrounded by, you know, workhorses and women that were put in prominent positions and tore the house down. And you had the beautiful people who were totally different. They were just divas, you know. And it worked, you know what I mean? It worked. You know, they get, they garnered heat. They did. Like, you know, look back. If you don't believe me, look at this shit. You know what I mean? I don't think Ring of Honor understands why that worked so well. I don't think they get it. I just... It was awkward. Nobody cared. It was quiet. It lasted forever. I was like, bro, what are you, what are y'all doing? Like, what this this is your biggest show. You can do this on TV. You don't have to do this here. Like, you don't have to do. And I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that other shit. Like, now is not the time for this. You're on pay per view. Do this on TV. Like, what are you? I don't know. It, it took too far. It was a TV segment that took too fucking long. And next we got the fucking Bully Ray thing, man. Like, Mega Rand comes out there. You know what I mean? God bless him. Bully Ray chases him off. Uh, A bunch of bullshit happens. Whatever. Didn't care about this either. Again, another weird fucking TV segment. Let's just have a... If you you must, if you must have Bully Ray. if If you must use fucking Bubba Ray Dudley, who needs to go the fuck away. Just make this quick. Like, it's too fucking long. It went like 15 minutes, bro. Like, it was too fucking long, man. The right team won. I mean, the right team won. My boy Mark Haskins on pay-per-view. That was cool. I'm not going to lie. I was a big fan of seeing Mark Haskins out there. My man. Uh, And, you know, know, Juice Robinson, you know, okay, that was cool. But, like, man, like, this was too long. And it was boring. I want Bubba to go away. Bubba needs to go away. <laughs> I've talked enough about that. The next we had one of the best sub 10-minute matches I've ever seen. Dragon Lee, Taiji Ishimori, and Bandito for the New Japan Pro Wrestling or the New I, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. 
Uh, this is nothing but a spot fest. This is nothing but an eight minute and thirty five minute, thirty five second spot fest. This is the most crit, one of the most crisp sub t- sub ten minute matches I've ever seen. It was fucking great. They were doing all sorts of cool shit to each other, transitioning from spot to spot seamlessly. Bandito with his finisher on both on both Ishimori and goddamn uh and goddamn Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee won, which made me so happy because that sets up. His inevitable one-on-one match with uh, Ishimori, which should be great. And the match, I think everybody wants to see his rematch with Hiromu. Because Dragon Lee, you know, in his match with Hiromu, that's when Hiromu got hurt. You know what I mean? Dragon Lee was like, the man with the first, you know, one of the first shots should be Hiromu. Because, obviously. You know what I mean? So, I I, I just need, I need Hiromu back. We need we need the time bomb back in, you know, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But, uh, yeah, man, I fucking love this, man. It was a lot of just... Just cool, crisp, you know, guys doing what we know them for. Just hitting they shit. You know what I mean? And, it, and I, I fucking loved it. Next. Next, next, next. We got this crazy fucking tag match. <laughs> the Gorillas of Destiny. Versus uh, uh, Los Ingobernales de Japón of Evil and Sonati. Evil and Sonati. Evil and Sonata. Villain Enterprises of PCO and uh, Brody King. And... What was cool for me personally, the Briscoes, it was so fucking cool that those two dudes, as much as they've given to this company and the independent scene in general, got to fucking wrestle in Madison Square Garden. How cool is that that the Briscoes, Jay and Mark, got to wrestle wrestle in Madison Square Garden? That's amazing to me. I mean, little shit like that was just cool, you know what I mean? I was like, bro, the Briscoes are in this building, in this fucking building, you know what I mean? Two two boys, two boys from them boys from Sandy Fork, Delaware, in this building. You know what I mean, shit like that all night. I just thought that was fucking cool, man. They nobody deserves it more than them dudes, man. Nobody fucking deserves it. Uh, this match was fun as fuck, man. I really enjoyed it. I really fucking enjoyed it. Uh, PCO is a madman. P- PCO's interest was cool too with the electric chair. That was cool. Uh, PCO's a madman. Like he took a fucking power bomb. From the inside, from the inside of the ring to the floor, and no sold it. <laughs> I was like, bro, like, it, like it, it, it looked like he damn near died, like splat. Like he's too old to be doing this shit to himself. And uh, and they was just doing all this shit. I mean, it was a fun fucking match. Um, it went how I thought though. I knew God was not getting pinned. I mean, they won both belts. And uh, after the match was over. <sighs> Enzo Amori and Big Cass jump the guardrail. And Ring of Honor does the stupid-ass work shoot thing where they try not to acknowledge Enzo and Cass, but security doesn't uh, uh, instantly jump on them, which which was a dead giveaway that it was a work. Like, you know what I mean? It, 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 this, this can work. Don't get me wrong. This could work. Don't get me wrong, but this is the wrong team and the wrong place to do this. Do not do shit like this on this show. You can do, if you, if fuck it, fuck, even fuck what I say. You want to bring Enzo and Cass in, fine, bring Enzo and Cass in. Do not do this on this show. Everything they did just looked Bush League in comparison to New Japan because New Japan was taking this seriously. 
they was treating this like a sports car, like a big event that was culture shifting for them. You know what I mean? Not just some Bush League pro wrestling bullshit, which is what Ring of Honor did all night. You know what I mean? They did not do this. You know what I'm saying? They didn't, they didn't fucking do this. There's no need to do this now. You know what I mean? There's no fucking need. You can do this later. You don't have to do this on this event. You just don't. You don't have to do this here. And I know everybody's like, oh, it's the biggest show of the year for them, though. I understand all that. But you still don't have to do it here. You don't have to. Nobody's making you. But whatever. Whatever, man. What the fuck ever. Then uh, you had fucking Caprice Coleman, who was terrible all night. And Kevin Kelly and Ian Riccoboni and uh, and Coke Cabana had to just... Basically, had like nothing, you know, the shit wasn't happening behind them, you know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm sure that's what they were told to do. It was dumb. It was horrible. It was horrible, man. Fucking terrible. The next, we had a match that was severely hurt by it. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus uh, Zack Sabre Jr. For the uh, British Heavyweight Championship. I know Rev Pro was just like, them boys was giddy, man. It was like, oh, shit, our belt. <laughs> In Madison Square Garden. Um, I liked it, man. I liked it a lot. Uh, I feel like they've had better matches against each other, obviously. I mean, like last year at the New Japan Cup. Even this year at the New Japan Cup. They've had better matches against each other. Um, I love the ending. I love how the fans, like the way they reacted to the finish. Yeah, you know I mean, because it was like, oh, it was like an audible groan, like, oh, <laughs> it was cool, man. It was, you know, grappling, and you know, I feel like if the crowd wasn't so weirdly like, the air wasn't sucked out of them from the stupid shit earlier, it would have came off even better, man. I thought it was really good though, and, but they've had better matches. You know, what I mean, I can't really say much else. Taka Michinoku being there was cool. You know, what I mean, him do, him doing the you know just tap out shit at Madison Square Garden. And everybody knowing it, you know what I mean? Which lets you know, those were New Japan fans in there. Those, those weren't necessarily Ring of Honor fans in there. Those were New Japan fans in there, you know what I mean? New Japan is why they sold out fucking Madison Square Garden, man. It was like, it was like New, it's like, New Japan's coming over. You gotta bring your brother, though. Like, 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 can we, can New Japan come over? Yeah, but New Japan's gonna bring their brother. Yeah, you know I mean that is what it is. like Ring is that little brother. You know what I mean? That you just you gotta bring him around because mom's gonna make you. But uh, then next we got here's my hot take. Right, here's my hot take. Then next we got a match that I was looking forward to the most on this show. And I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest with y'all. Nobody's gonna agree with me on this. Nobody will agree with me on this. I don't think this is the best match on the show. I really don't. Um, I personally don't even think it was as great as some of these people were saying. Like, it, it's amazing. Don't get me wrong; it's amazing. Kota Ibushi, Tetsuya Naito, they did brutal stuff to each other. They it, it was the typical Naito and Ibushi match that you would expect. But I feel like their match during the G One last year was better, and their match during New Japan Cup earlier this year was better. You know what I mean? This was cool. Don't get me wrong. This was this was really fucking great. I gave it four and a half. I thought it was really fucking great. I thought their match at the New Japan Cup this year, which I also gave four and a half, was slightly better. And I thought the match they had at the G1 last year, which I gave four and three fourths, was way better. You know what I mean? Was significantly, significantly better. You know what I mean? Not way better, but significantly better. You know what I mean? Like, this this was this was fine. Like, this was really great. Don't get me wrong. This was really, really great. You know what I'm saying? 
But uh, in the right man one, you know what I'm saying? Naito's entrance in Madison Square Garden was fucking cool. Those fans were super into him. Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of cool to see that in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, man, I, you know, it was it was really great. And Ibushi's reaction and him also using the Kamagoye and the Bumaye to kind of lead him to victory, that was cool. You know what I mean? That, that was, okay, that was cool. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, that's that's neat there. That's That's really... That's really nifty, cause you know his long rivalry with uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, and then you know him looking up to him and all that shit, and then him using the Bumae. That was kind of cool. I was like, all right, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was great. Don't get me wrong, it was great. It was great. A lot of falling over, you know, a lot of head drops. I love the spot where uh, you know they're doing the strike exchange. Naito spits on him, and that's what turns Ibushi into Killer Ibushi. Cause every match. You know, he just randomly, like, his, his expression changed and he's no nonsense. You know what I mean? And, like, you know, he's more aggressive and all that shit. Like, if you remember the G1 match last year with him and Tanahashi, the final, Tanahashi, you know, slaps him. His typical slap. And that's what triggers, you know, Killer Ibushi. With Naito, it's just, like, his disrespect, his spit. You know what I mean? And he's like, oh, oh, fuck this nigga. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? That's what turned him in. I thought that was cool. Um, it was a great match. Don't get me wrong. Um, the next we had what felt like the longest ladder match of all time. Matt Taven versus Marty Scurll versus Jay Lethal. Why the fuck didn't Marty Scurll win this match? I get he's leaving soon. I totally understand that. Just give him the belt and, and on his way out, have him drop it to somebody. That's all you got to do. And who's to say he's leaving? Like, bro, you can do enough to entice that man to stay. You know what I'm saying? You can do enough. He should have won this match, man. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think Matt Taven's as bad as everybody else does. I just don't think there's no, there's nothing to there's no buzz about Matt Taven, the biggest star you have in this company, not named Roosh, is fucking Marty Scurll. Give him the title. You know what I mean? Like it was it was right there. Like it's right there for you to just give him the belt. You know what I mean? And then the match itself was just kind of boring. It's kind of typical long ladder match. Just typical. It's just boring to me. It was boring. You know what I'm saying? Marty Marty should have won the belt. It's just that simple. Give it to Marty Scurll. Have him have the belt for however long he has it. And drop it to somebody. That's it. Drop it Drop it to somebody on his way out of the company. It's not that fucking hard. Like, it's been happening since the beginning of time. I don't get why they didn't do it here. This pissed me off. I'm not going to lie. I was like, bro, Matt Taven, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Matt Taven. Nah. Nah, son. Come on, son. <laughs> Come on, son. Anyway, enough about that. Let's talk about the main event. Let's talk about the best match on the card, in my opinion. Let's talk about the best match of Jay White's career, in my opinion. Let's talk about Kota. Kazuchiko Okada versus the Switchblade Jay White. I knew it was coming. We all knew it was coming. I'm a big fan of Jay White, as y'all know this, even though I wasn't before. In the words of my man Damon from Super J-Cast, Pan sit down for the Switchblade. Love the Switchblade character. I think he's great in the ring now. I think he I think he understands, and I think a lot of you don't understand, that his character is not supposed to go out and have match of the year epics. He's just not. You know what I mean? Doesn't make sense for the character. I'm super into the character. I'm super into his promos. I'm super into everything about him. I knew he was going to fall. Like, in this night, though, I just did. However, there were, there were times where they suspended our disbelief. And I think that's credit to Okada 
And that's credit to Jay White, because holy fuck, we all knew the result. But there were times where people were like, I don't know, man. And when he kicked out of when he kicked when Jay kicked out of the uh, of the Raymaker, that entire crowd was like, ooh, ooh, they might actually not do this. <laughs> this match was so dramatic, man. I was even into the beginning. People didn't like the beginning, the cat and mouse game of like Jay trying to do the stuff. Uh, well, kind of getting out of the stuff that that you know hindered him before against Jay. You know what I mean? Uh, like the 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 the, the end stretch, man. The last ten minutes, fucking epic, man. Uh, I love this match. I fucking I love this match. I fucking love this match. I thought it's the second best match of WrestleMania weekend that I've seen. You know what I mean? I like I said, I hadn't seen the DDT show. I hadn't seen the Stardom show, but that I've seen this is the second best match of WrestleMania weekend. A lot of people are gonna think I'm crazy. A lot of people are gonna think I'm crazy. A lot, and I really, I really, I really don't care. But uh, legit, man, like they pulled it out of me. Like you know, what I'm saying it, this this match was epic in my opinion. This is a New Japan World Title epic. I went four and three fourths, man. I thought it was that fucking great. I really, really liked this match a whole lot. A whole lot, man. I thought the finish was perfect. I even thought Gato's involvement when he got involved was perfect. I really fucking like this match. The one the reason why I can't go five is because there's legit a, a, a dull point in the match. There, there is, you know what I mean? But I... Call me crazy, but I, I love this match. I love this. I thought this was the best match of Jay White's career and his best performance. You know what I mean? And Okada was, is Okada. You know what I mean? I fucking love this match. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not. I mean, I'm not wrong. It's my fucking opinion. But <laughs> this is. I, I I fucking love this match. I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, overall, G1 Supercard is a great show if you just think about it as a New Japan show. Ring of Honor dropped the ball so many times, so hard during this show. I I, I wanted. To, I just the Ring of Honor stuff, man. It just I. I, I don't get it. They fucked up. They fucking fucked up. And there's no other way to put it. Ring of Honor fucked up. They fucked up. They fucked up a lot. And this was the, and this was the night where they couldn't afford to fuck up. And all they did was fuck up. And I don't feel bad for them. I don't feel bad for them at all. It's a goddamn shame. All right. Let's talk about the granddaddy of them all. The show of shows. WrestleMania. Uh, y'all know I don't like this company. I, I, I've, I've let it be known. Y'all know I don't like this company. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I like this company. All I watched was the main card. I didn't uh, I didn't watch the pre-show. I didn't do none of that. I watched the main card. I want to watch Tony Nese versus, uh, versus uh, Buddy Murphy because I heard it's a great match. And, I mean, look who's in it. Look who's in it. I'm sure it is. But uh, I hadn't seen it. I think it's funny that Braun Strowman was in a battle royal before the show when last year he looked like the biggest star in the company. But, you know, whatever. Y'all defend this shit. Makes sense to you guys, so whatever. Uh, anyway, the opener. The show opened with Alexa Bliss coming out there. I'm not going to go through all the segments. I'm just going to talk about the ones that fucking I fucking was like interested in. Like, you know, real quick, out of order, the uh, John Cena and... Uh, Elias one was funny. It was entertaining. Um, John Cena, nostalgic Dr. Thugonomics. That was cool. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not a heartless bastard. I, I can have fun. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Alexis Bliss segment pissed me off. Because uh, first off, you know, although I'm not a fan of her, um, and you know she wasn't wrestling and shit. Uh, holy shit, what a um, what a waste of a character. Just keep her off screen. If you're not gonna have a wrestler, just keep her off screen. Whatever. I mean, I guess she's back now. I wouldn't know. You know, what I mean, I just seen some tweets or whatever. But uh, she comes out there and she goes, "I can make a WrestleMania moment by snapping my fingers," and then that big uh, Hulk Hogan's music hit and. The whole crowd goes crazy. And I'm like, you guys are weird. Like, this man sucks. Like, 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 like this man, like, why are we cheering this piece of shit? You know what I mean? Why? I, I don't understand. Why is this piece of shit here? Why is, you know, just, just why? I, I don't get it. It's not even like, you know, it's not even like, let's say, like, you know, I, 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 I let's call it what it is. Like, Steve Austin's a woman beater, right? But it, it would make more sense for, like, the crowd to go nuts for him because, like, you know, he's kind of shaped, like, modern-day WWE. He just has. Like, what the fuck has Hogan done? You know what I mean? Hogan, like, it, it, no, it's like, it's just, it's just, it's like, it's almost like, like I said, that marketing just fucking works on y'all. I don't understand it. You know I, mean? I just don't get it. This man's a racist. This man's a trash. This man is trash. And, like, he's not even, like, fucking, like, his gimmick. It's like, it's just not, it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's just corny. Like, it's in, 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 by itself, it's corny. He even did that stupid, I'm glad to be in the Silverdome. Ha ha, because you fucked up that one time. You know what I mean? Like, and, and cut that corny fucking promo and then you left. I was like, bro, I'm clearly just disconnected from this place because everyone seemed to love this segment. And I'm like, bro, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm not their target audience anymore. This shit is just not for me. You know what I mean? This is one of the things I'm just going to file under. Not for me. You know what I mean? I just don't get how the crowd erupted for Hulk Hogan. Which uh, is probably going to piss y'all off when I get to my take a little later on in the night. I'll just say that. Uh, then next, uh, after that segment, Paul Heyman power walks to the ring. He goes, well, since I know my client's not going to be the main event, we basically got shit to do. Seth Rollins, bring your ass out here. We having this match now. So, uh... What's the name of Brock hits the ring? You know, we got our universal title match. It's short. Um, it's uh, it's weird. <laughs> and, uh, Seth kicks him in the balls and gives him some stomps and wins the title. Okay, whatever. Crowd seemed to dig it. Again, let's, let's file this under. Not for your boy. All right. Then next we got a fucking boring fucking Fucking boring. Randy Orton is boring. <laughs> AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Boring, man. I like the finish, though. But boring. Boring goddamn match. Boring goddamn match. It was boring. AJ won. It was boring. Next, we got Fatal 4-Way for the Tag Team Championships. Jimmy and Jey Uso. Super fucking talented. Alistair Black and Ricochet. Super fucking talented. Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, one guy doesn't care. The other guy has little reason to care. So, you know, I don't get why he cares so much. But he really has no reason to care because what the fuck? They don't care about him. I'm talking about Rusev, actually. And Shinsuke Nakamura, he he hadn't cared for years. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shit, he, he barely cared in New Japan. We used to we used to be like, well, Shinsuke going to care. <laughs> he would show up for big matches, don't get me wrong. But, like, a lot of times he wouldn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Uh, 
Shinsuke Nakamura might be like the Shaquille O'Neal of pro wrestling, bro. <laughs> if you really think about it. And uh, The Bar, Sheamus and Cesaro, the most cut and paste, we okay tag team. You know I mean? It was a fun match, though. I'm not going to lie to you. Really enjoyed this match. Uh, the crowd, I think, was good for this. You know what I mean? I think a lot of them had never seen Ricochet before, so that was cool. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I like this. I got nothing bad to say about this. I genuinely like this. I, mean, I didn't think it was great. It's not going to reinvent the wheel to set anybody's world on fire. But I genuinely liked it. I mean, I got, I got nothing bad to say about it. All right, then uh, next we got Shane McMahon versus The Miz. False count anywhere. I'm going to also be nice about this. The Miz is a good baby face, son. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I don't care about this. I don't. I, 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 I know what's going on because the promo package was actually pretty good before this. Um, I don't care about this, though. And But The Miz, by the end, made me want him to get his hands on Shane McMahon. You know what I'm saying? Like, that dude's good, man. The, the, let's call it what it is. He might not be all that great in the ring, but, like, all the other stuff, The Miz is good, man. Like, he's good at that shit. Let's call it what it is. Say what you want about the dude, but he's good at everything else, bro. He really is. Um... And yeah, like, you know, even the stuff with his dad, which was hokey, hokey as fuck, but it worked for the match, you know what I mean? And uh, I even like the finish, man. The Miz got so caught up and like, you know, like trying to get it Shane that it cost him the match, you know what I mean? And that spot legit looked crazy, even though I know it was probably really safe, but it looked nuts, you know what I mean? Um, I kind of liked this. I didn't think it was good. I didn't think it was good at all. Kind of liked it, though, you know what I mean? It was, it was definitely entertaining. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be that guy. I'm not gonna see here like I wasn't entertained by it. You know what I mean? So so far, you know, WWE is a fine show. Not bad. It's not a bad show at all. All right. Next we got the Iconics versus uh, Nia Jackson. To me, I'm trying to remember everybody in the match. Let me look. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, Nia Jackson, Tamina, Beth Phoenix, and Natalia with a little help from Bret Hart when he comes out there. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, he, he didn't, you know, really get involved, but, you know, he was out there to provide moral support, and I think they thought that would, like, soup, like, prop the crowd, but they didn't give a fuck about Bret Hart at all, like, he came out to, like, silence, uh, and, uh, I'm not calling them their fucking name, uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks, because their name is corny as hell, um, okay, Sasha Banks, uh, I love you to death. Uh, I think you're one of the best women this company has to offer. You got to understand, woman, that uh, don't expect much from these people. They're going to do what they want to, all right? The idea of you and Bailey traveling the shows, even going back to NXT, bringing prestige to those tag titles, that didn't matter to them. That didn't matter to the WWE. You should have known that. That did not matter to them. You think the SmackDown women's title mattered to them? The way it's been treated? The past few, you know what I'm saying, the past few months, that don't matter to them. What matters to them is to have at least some reason for them to try and cram everybody in, into one spot. Like these belts, I still feel like are gonna bounce around. Like you know, I got I got nothing against the iconics. I don't know much about them to be real with you. I got nothing bad to say about them. But to think that logical, typical pro wrestling, you know, the the usual tried and true even applies to this place anymore. Sasha, you know better, Sasha. I don't feel that bad for you. You know better, Sasha. You know better. 
you know, you you know better. <laughs> you should just know better. All right, and next we got the match of the night, and I'm going to go ahead and call it one of the best main roster matches. The best main roster match I have seen in God knows when. It's been years, bro. It's been fucking years. Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, for the WWE Championship. Am I really into this story? Nah. You know I mean, I, I, you know, like I said, I, I've, I'm totally disconnected from this product. You know what I mean, I get why it affected people in the way it did, though. Uh, Kofi Black. You know what I mean, Kofi is not racially ambiguous like The Rock. You know what I mean, it, this isn't the world title. You know what I mean, this is the WWE title. This isn't like no Booker T won the world title. This is the, or Mark Henry won the world title. You know what I mean, this is the WWE title. This is a belt that never had a blackity black. WWE, you know, WWE champion. Never. In all this history. It's a big fucking deal. Uh, it's, and it was huge. And it felt huge. You know what I mean? WWE did a good job of making it feel huge. Which is why I know they can do stuff like this. You know what I mean? Not just NXT. They did this. You know what I mean? It, this felt huge. This felt like a big deal. And the match was great. They told a great story during it. Danielson had his best performance since coming to this company, I think. He, he, he did everything he could to put over Kofi and put over this moment, bro. Brian Danielson is a savant, and Kofi was damn good in this, too. Here's my thing. It is not a fucking coincidence that Hulk Hogan is back is on and on this show, and they made this a big deal. Let's just call it what it is, bro. Let's just call it what it is. And, like, you know this company well enough. When do they ever do shit like this? When? You know, when? When? This was because they knew they would get shit. If Hulk Hogan was just on all these shows and just around the way he's been around. You know what I mean? Them just reinstating him like everything is cool. It is also not a coincidence that Big E put out that tweet talking about, I, you know, I, I think it goes a long way that Hulk Hogan heard my position and I heard his and we had a grown man conversation, blah, blah, blah. You, you, you think he put, you, you, you think you think he had that grown man converse, conversation because he wanted to or the WWE wanted him to or the WWE wanted him to put up that tweet. Y'all, come on now. Use your mind. Use your brain. I'm not saying that to cheapen Kofi's moment. Kofi's moment was huge. I'm not. Listen to what I'm saying. But you got to gotta be woke, man. You got to understand why they did the shit. All right? they, they didn't just do it because they was like, oh, this would be cool. And, you know, this is progressive and all that shit. Because Mr. Man is not progressive. You know that shit. He's not progressive at all. That is why they did it. That was Mr. Man's agenda. All the other stuff worked out the way it did. You know what I mean? Because it just did. But Vince McMahon's objective was, well, you know, we can't have him too mad that we're bringing back Hogan because our Saudi partners want Hogan around, which is what it is. You know what I mean? Let's call it what it is. It would get, we, you know, they can't be too angry about it. You know what I mean? So, you know, maybe if we give Kobe Kingston the title, you know, that, that, that might, you know, that might, you know, fan the flames a little bit. That's why he did it. And I don't want to hear nothing else or nobody's fucking... You know what I mean? They're fucking, you know, trying to explain the shit to me. I'm telling you what happened. I don't want to hear shit else. Because I told you what happened. That's what happened. You know what I mean? The next we had, uh... Fuck, we had, we had Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. This match was short. To the point. Uh, Rey's hurt. Samoa Joe took advantage. You know what I mean? There's nothing else to really say. I think it's cool, Samoa Joe at WrestleMania. It's, a, it's cool. You know what I mean? It's cool. Good for him. As long as I've been a fan of this dude, Phil Nino, be able to hold the title and defend it at WrestleMania, props to him. But uh, this match was nothing. Um, 
Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, another nothing match. Um, fans didn't care. You know, they they, they kind of hit their peak when Kofi won the title because he did get a massive pop. He had a huge pop, and he should have. It was cool. I mean, but, uh, you know, nothing to really discuss. It's a nothing match. Triple H and Batista was too fucking long. It was too goddamn long. Felt like they went forever. I think it was like 30 minutes, bro. They, they went too fucking long. It was boring. It went too fucking long. It was okay. It wasn't bad. Uh, it was some parts at the beginning that legit felt like a death match. That was kind of cool. But uh, whatever, man. It, it was it, it was cool. It was cool. I ain't really got nothing to say. Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle, which uh, seemed to piss a lot of people off that Kurt lost. Uh, I mean, you know, the veteran loses when he leaves. Problem is, is that uh, Baron Corbin beating Kurt Angle in his final match will, will mean next to nothing because Baron Corbin is nothing. Like, he's been a joke, and when he wasn't a joke, nobody gave a fuck about him because he's a nothing dude. He's just nothing. He's just a he's a dude that, that happens to be in pro wrestling. He doesn't matter. Like, you know what I mean? And I think that's the worst thing about it. And I don't care that he lost. Like, you know, he's the veteran. Like, you lose when you leave, but... It's Baron Corbin. Like, fuck Baron Corbin. Who cares? The fact that it was actually... The fact that they actually did Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle should piss y'all off more than Kurt Angle losing to this dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever. All right. Uh, the next we had the, the Demon Finn Balor thing versus uh, Bobby Lashley. Again, nobody cared. It was perfectly okay. Nobody cared, though. You, you, you see the, you see what I'm getting at? Like, I, I, I'm, uh, whatever. Uh... Then next you had the uh, the the um the fucking main event the uh, winner take all <coughs> triple threat championship match with uh Charlotte Ronda Rousey uh, Becky Lynch and um yeah yeah this triple threat yeah uh it was it, it was it was okay it was okay it was heatless you know what I mean uh, Ronda Rousey coming out with uh to uh, with Joan Jett playing her music I ain't gonna lie it was kind of cool. Being the rock and roll nerd that I am, I was like, all right, all right I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> like, like Joan Jett playing Bad Reputation at, at WrestleMania is kind of dope. I'm not gonna lie. Um, fucking, uh, even Charlotte's interest was cool too. The whole, uh, the whole, um, the whole uh, helicopter in and all that stuff. And you know, Becky won, which she should have. But here's my thing, man. They botched the finish. Uh, and, the, and the match had a lot of botches, too. It was, a, it was real sloppy. Um, they botched the finish, man. Ronda Rousey's shoulders were up. And, uh, yeah, it just came. It, 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 was, it was flat because they, they didn't have the crowd. And then they got them back. And then that happened. And it was just flat as fuck. You know what I mean? To not even risk that. To not even risk. Like, why do you need a flash pin, bro? Like, the, like, you know, people go, well, it still makes Ronda look strong. You know, she asked for her rematch. And then you can have Becky tap her then. No, how about you go for the biggest moment possible? Having your top female babyface tap the biggest star in the company. That's how you put somebody over. That's how you do it. Like, why do we need a flash pin? Like, just have her tap her out. Just have her tap her out. Chris Benoit. I know I shouldn't say his name. <laughs> He's like Voldemort, but Chris Benoit tapped Triple H. Triple H lost nothing. I mean, it, it was a huge moment because Chris Benoit fucking tapped Triple H. What's the harm of Ronda Rousey 
tapping up, man. What's the wrong with uh? What's the what's the harm in Becky Lynch tapping Ronda Rousey? You could avoid all the snafu and all the botching and all that shit if you just the image of 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 Becky Lynch tapping Ronda would have popped that crowd. It would have popped that crowd, maybe as loud as they pop for Kofi. You know what I mean? But you know they just they they these people are stupid. These people are stupid. But you guys, for some reason, support the stupidness. That being said, WrestleMania was fine. I don't think it was a great show. Like I've seen some people say, it was fine. I think the bar has been lowered so significantly for the WWE that when they're fine, they're great. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, it, it was okay. It was it was fine, man. It, it, was, it was a long show. You're goddamn right. But it, it was it was fine, man. I feel like the crowd just died after the Kofi match, and it like ruined the entire show after that. Would I recommend this? No. Watch uh, Kofi and Daniel, though. Fucking phenomenal match. I'm not going to lie. In a great moment. Um, I've talked so much. I was going to talk about the NXT tapings and all this other shit. I'm not. Uh, I'm getting the fuck out of here, man. Uh, WrestleMania weekend. A lot of fun. Was a big deal. A lot of great matches. Uh, and even WrestleMania didn't, sure, didn't suck. That's my two cents. I'll holler at y'all later. Peace.